Hey, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, AJ Truff, and welcome to the game according to me. This one is going to be a little bit different, as not only as I, I need to do a lot of things I have to do today, and I have to do it today. Um, so there's not going to be a lot of mishmashing around or anything like that. We're just going to get right into the, the action and everything like that. Um... Yes, but I'm only going to talk about the NFL. Um, I'm not going to go through NBA stuff or anything like that. Um, I, there, are, there are two quick stories here in the morning that I do, I do just want to quickly touch on. Um, the San Francisco Giants, yes, so they voided the contract of Carlos Correa because he failed his physical. Um, Carlos Correa had signed with the New York, the, 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 the uh, San Francisco Giants. Sometime last week, I believe, and the um, physical was today. He failed it, so the San Francisco Giants voided the contract. This morning, he is he's now signed with the New York Mets as Carlos Correa, so he is now a New York Met, and we'll see if that signing sticks. But the bigger news, the biggest news of today, is that Steelers Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris has died at the age of 72. Franco Harris, the Hall of Famer, whose heads of thinking authored the Immaculate Reception, considered one of the most iconic plays in NFL history, has passed away. Harris's son, Doc, told the Associated Press his father passed away overnight. No cause of death was given. His death comes two days before the 15th anniversary of the play that provided the jolt that helped transport the Seahawks from also rands in the NFL's Elite, and three days before Pittsburgh is scheduled to retire his number 32 during the ceremony at halftime of its game against the Las Vegas Raiders. We have lost an incredible football player, an incredible basketball to the hall, and most importantly, we have lost one of the finest gentlemen anyone could ever meet. Pro Football Hall of Fame President Jim Porter said in a statement, Franco not only impacted the game of football, but he also affected the lives of many, many people profoundly in positive ways. Harris ran for 12,120 yards and won four Super Bowl rings with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s, a dynasty that began in earnest when Harris decided to keep running during a last-second heave by Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw in the playoff game against Oakland in 1972. A lot of things there. Um, and there's more, but you can just... Check it out online. I'm I'm reading from the uh, from the Associated Press. Um, yeah, it, it seems like he was a star, the, the straw that stirred the drink of the, of the Steelers dynasty in the '70s. You may have had Terry Bradshaw, you may have had the Steel Curtain, but he was the one that made the go. And unfortunately, with this. Time of the year, this Christmas time, it's supposed to be a, 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 a time of joy and happiness, and this has now come upon many people. To the Stillers family, to the Harris, Harris family, and his friends, teammates, and fans, my thoughts go out to you in this difficult time as you've lost one of the seemingly better men, not only 
good football player, but better men. It's one of those things that you do where he was a great football player, but he was a better man. And it seemed like, unfortunately, that has happened. We have lost Franco Harris at the age of 72. Okay, so like I mentioned, this is going to be a short one. We're just focusing on the NFL. So we're going to start with last week, Thursday night's game, the 49ers and the Seahawks. Brock Purdy, once again, just showing his, his all types of poise and composure in a game that meant so much to the 49ers and so much to the Seahawks. 49ers won the division uh, last Thursday, beating the Seahawks 21-13. to We had games on Saturday now that college football is not, you know, doing Saturday slates. And boy, what the... What 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 couple games these were? The largest comeback in NFL history. The Minnesota Vikings come back from thirty three to nothing at halftime to win in overtime 39-36. An amazing comeback by those guys, showing a lot of heart, a lot of fire. Unbelievable, just the greatest, the greatest comeback of all time. And and it's and everybody has said, and I'll repeat it here. Before Saturday, the greatest comeback of all time was the Buffalo Bills over the Houston Oilers, led by Frank Reich, who is the same Frank Reich that was released earlier this year by the Colts. And now the Colts are on the end of the on the losing end of the greatest rivalry of all time. Not greatest rivalry of all time, but the greatest comeback of all time. Excuse me. And as for the Colts, listen, Jeff Saturday said that he wanted to he wanted to come back, but when you look when you look at it, the last game before Saturday was the Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh there was a thirty three to there was thirty three to nothing swing there was thirty three to nothing fourth quarter in there for the Cowboys. He scored thirty three points in a row. For the Cowboys against uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, they had a bye and they came back Saturday. They played the Vikings, and then they went up thirty three to nothing. What a swing that was in two games in two quarters of football, and you still could not get the job done. I don't think you can bring back Jeff Saturday. It might be time for Matt Ryan to. To retire because now Matt Ryan has been the quarterback on the on two of the biggest comebacks ever. The come the come the biggest comeback ever in NFL history, playoffs or or, or regular season, and then the biggest comeback in the Super Bowl history, twenty eight to three. It's unreal. Browns beat the Ravens thirteen to three. And unfortunately, it, it it wasn't a big, it wasn't a snow game at all. Snow didn't come until the fourth quarter and towards the end of the fourth quarter as well. So we didn't get a lot of snow or anything like that, unfortunately. But we saw a hell of a game. Dolphins cut held tough, held their water. Buffalo Bills uh, took down the Dolphins, 32-29. Josh Allen looked like the Josh Allen that was playing before. Uh, for he had his little, um, you know, mini slump there where he was throwing interceptions all the time, but he looked so he looked looked back to normal. And if he is back to normal, watch out. Now to Sunday's action, the uh, Eagles took down the Bears twenty-five to twenty. In that game, J- 
Jalen Hurts injured his shoulder, uh, sprained it. Uh, who knows if he'll play this Saturday, Saturday against the Cowboys, but he, uh, uh, if not, Gardner Minshew will step in for the Eagles. In what was deemed a playoff game, and maybe it was, the Lions beat the Jets 20-17. to Zach Wilson played. Mike White was still out with a rib injury. Jets are still not out of it, but they're going to need some, some help, and they're going to need to win along the way, and Zach Wilson's going to have to be a big part of it. The Lions continue on winning, continue on playing well, and they are looking for some help as well to try to get into the playoffs. Maybe a couple of, of, of losses here and there from a few teams. The Steelers beat the Panthers 24-16. to The Chiefs beat the Texans 30-24. to Again, the Texans have a lead in that game and just couldn't keep it. And the Chiefs came back to win it in overtime. 30 to 24. Saints beat the Falcons 21 to 18. A interception return in overtime by Jacksonville helped beat the Cowboys 40 to 34. Dak Prescott throws another interception. Do two in the game. It's just it's unreal. I think we're starting to see. I think I think people are starting to see that maybe Jack that Prescott wasn't everything like that because there's a lot of people out there talking that mess about Dak Prescott being, you know, better than you know, than than you know, things and maybe being a top ten quarterback. Maybe showing that he's not really he's maybe he's on the outside of the top ten. I understand. That's okay. You can you can win Super Bowls with that, but he's just not he's not the person that you want him to be. Uh Broncos with the Cardinals, twenty four to fifteen. Um both starting quarterbacks did not play. Keller Murray out with Tony CL. And uh, Russell Wilson with the concussion protocol. The wildest game of the day on Sunday was the Raiders and the Patriots. And it wasn't because it was anything having to do with anything that happened the first 20, the first 59 minutes, (laughs) 59 minutes and 55 seconds (laughs) of the game. This all happened the last few seconds of the game when Ramondre Stevenson in a tie game was handed off the ball, ran it up the middle, and then for some reason, for some ungodly reason, pitched it to Jacoby Myers, who does then runs back and throws it to Mac Jones, thinking Mac Jones can do something, but he's way off. It's intercepted by Chandler Jones, the former Patriot, and he just posterizes uh, Mac Jones with a stiff arm and runs it into the end zone, for a touchdown to walk off and end the game 30 to 24. Un freaking real. And what some is calling maybe the most idiotic play in history. And it's just it's it's unreal. And you can just a lot of that has to go back to, you know, Bill Belichick just thinking that he didn't need to you know, get an offensive guy. He could just put in a guy who was a special teams coordinator before he was the head coach in Joe Judge and a, and a guy who was on the defensive side of the ball, Matt Patricia, before he could, you know, you know, and just bring him in, bring them in and think they can be, you know, uh, offensive guys. And I, I just don't think it's worked out this year for the Patriots. And Mac Jones has regressed because of it. And, um, yeah, they need to fix that off in the in the in the off season with the Patriots. Chargers and the Titans had a thing come down to the last second where 
the Justin Herbert had to lead the team down the field to get a last second field goal by Dicker the kicker, and that's exactly what happened. Chargers win seventeen to fourteen. Bengals was down seventeen to nothing, I believe, and then they came back and and uh, and, and came back and bum rushed the Buccaneers thirty four to twenty seven to thirty four to twenty three. Sunday night football, a little controversy maybe at the end of the game, whereas the Commanders are going down the field trying to get the last second down touchdown to tie the game and. A couple of penalties when, uh, when uh, Curtis, uh, Terry McLaurin is not lined up correctly, so it's an illegal formation. And then on fourth down, uh, pass thrown to one of the receivers was as he was being mugged. An, an, an obvious pass interference was not called. Whistles kept the flag in and kept the whistle in the mouth, in the pockets, or whatever you want to call it. So the Giants go on to win and beat the Commanders 20-12. to 12. Uh, Giants now have a good inside track of um, being in the playoff, and team a team looking to stay continue in the playoffs to to hopefully sneak in are the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Los Angeles Rams by the night, twenty four to twelve. So now looking to week sixteen, uh, we have the the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets tomorrow night. That's gonna again. That's another playoff game. Jets even to keep their playoff chances alive. The Jets are gonna have to win, uh, and to keep and to, and to, for the Jaguars to keep their hopes alive of getting the the NFC South title. Because if the Jaguars went out, they will become the uh, the AFC. That's the NFC. Excuse me, the AFC South champions. Uh, they need to keep their their moments alive. Two quarterbacks from that draft class last year. Uh, the number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence, and the number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. Should be a very interesting game headed out tomorrow night. The um, the Falcons, uh, this is now, most of the games are on Saturday this week because of Christmas. We do have three Christmas games. But we're going to start with Saturday. The Falcons are taking on the Ravens. The Lions are at the Panthers. Again, the Lions need to continue to win it. And the Panthers need to win, too, because they need to try to keep, you know, somewhere get close. Because if they can keep it within range, they've already beat the Buccaneers. I think they played the Buccaneers on the last game of the season. If they beat the Buccaneers and they're within that one-game range and it ends in a tie, they would win the, 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 the NFC South. Chiefs at the Seahawks. Uh, no, excuse me. That's upside upside the way around. The Seahawks are at the Chiefs. The Saints are at the Browns. The Texans and the Titans. Again, Titans need to want to you know need to beat the Texans to continue their lead in the AFC South. Bengals and the Patriots. Bengals are just on a hot roll right now. They want to keep their stuff continue. They have a big game in Week 17. The Giants are at the Vikings. Both teams looking. The Vikings looking to clinch. But they did clinch the NFC North, I believe. So, um, but they're looking to keep continue, continue momentum because if Jalen Hurts is not going to play the rest of the season, um, they might lose some games, and then the Vikings need to try to keep it continuous because there's a tiebreaker there between the Eagles and the Vikings, and the Vikings can surpass jump past the. The Eagles and get the number one seed. They will have. They will have the buy in the NFC. So we'll have to see what happens. And the Giants, 
They need to keep it rolling. They want to lose this right again. Right now, like I said, they have an inside sh sh shot to you know continue being the the um, you know the six seed and making the playoffs. But you 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 want to keep keep a hold of that because there is some some teams behind it like Detroit, Seattle, and again the Commanders who could who can very well maybe overtake they will take them um, unless the Giants and the Commanders end in a tie. Then it would it would be the Giants. The Buffalo Bills are going coming to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, Weather says this is going to be a crazy game. This this is going to be, you know, this is going to be on the line on the on the same kind of weather like the Bills had against the Patriots, where it was like tons of wind, up to fifty five miles an hour, you know, things like that. So, it, and who knows if it's going to you know be snowing because the snowing is supposed to start today. In Chicago, and who knows what it could be if we could still continue on into Saturday. So that's that could be an interesting game to, to be watching. The Commanders at the uh, 49ers again, two teams still grinding out. You want the 49ers want to continue to be on the road, continue to get hot, you know, as they go into the uh, playoffs. And the Commanders are still trying to hold on to that number seven seed. So that would be a good one. Um, of course, the big one is going to be Eagles at the Cowboys. However, you know, it's going to be something to, to behold as, you know, Jalen Hurts plays or not. And if he does play, how effective can he be? So, and now all the talking that they were doing last week, we were going back and forth with each other. This is going to be something interesting um, on December 24th. Um, the Raiders at the Steelers, as we just missed in, mentioned, the uh, celebration – uh, what was that was supposed to be for Franco Harris and the 50th year anniversary of the uh, commemoration of the Immaculate Reception alongside his Jersey retirement may be something different come Saturday night as the Raiders take on the Steelers. Three games on Christmas Day. The Packers are at the Dolphins. Both teams again. Trying, you know, Packers trying to get into the uh, tournament. Dolphins trying to stay in the tournament. The Broncos at the Rams and the Buccaneers are at the Cardinals. And in Monday Night Football, the Chargers are at the Colts. <sighs> so there you have it. All the games of Week 16. It should be a very interesting week in the National Football League. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for your understanding of this shortened edition of the game according to me. Um like I said I have other things that I need to do today. Um so uh you're just getting like a a little stripped down version of it. Um I will not if again once again if you don't know I will not be here next week. I will not be putting out a game according to me um next week because I will be on vacation and I will have no way to record it and nowhere to record it or anything like that. So and I can't pre record it because the games haven't happened. So um so yeah there will be no game according to me next week. I will be back January fourth with an edition of the game according to me and it will be some some on the lines of what is you know what I've normally done. We're gonna talk about the the um the uh, NFL slate, that is all we do. We're going to delve into more of the college football ball games and things like that. The, the um, what's the names will have happened. The playoff games will have happened by um, by then as well. So we can jump on those. We'll talk about some of the other bowl games and other things like that. 
some nicks and knocks where maybe depending on what happens, maybe talk talk some hot stuff, leave and some more signings if the career signing doesn't go down or whatever. We may jump into more of that. Talk about basketball, the new year and everything like that. So yeah. Make sure you're you are here. Uh and ready for it. So again, thank you guys so much for your understanding for this week's uh, episode of That's a Shoot. I appreciate it so much. If you are someone who likes to uh, support creators, I have a couple ways you can do it. I have three ways. The first way is to go to patreon.com slash ajtrip to become a patron. If it, once I hit a certain amount of once I hit a certain amount of patrons, you will be able to determine what you will hear on my other podcast, The Word According to Me, what you will see on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ajtrip. Uh, 20, it 20, I believe. And what you was video games you will see me play on twitch.tv slash a triplet 20. I, I either have to have the video game or you have to buy it for me. But it will, whatever it is, you can, uh, you can do it that way. You can, or, you, or the second way to do it is you can go to anchor.fm slash on the triplet show. And right there, there's a list, is a subscription tier, uh, three tiers, a 99 cent tier, a $4.99 cent tier, and a $9.99 cent tier if you want to su- support me monetarily. Now, if you want to support me, but you can't do it monetarily, which is perfectly fine, then what you're doing is that whatever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're rated, give it four stars, five stars, whatever the star rating is. You share it to your on your social media. You share it so that your friends and family can, or followers, if you are a creator, can listen to it, and you can support me that way. And then maybe they will, you know, you know, support me in another way, or they can support me the same way. Whatever it is, I just appreciate the fact that you are listening to this, and that's all that matters. Thank you guys again so much for listening. This is your boy AJ Trip. Signing off. As always, be good to each other, y'all. Be careful out there. And I am out.